This message comes from NPR sponsor Xfinity. Some things are slow, like snail races. Other things are fast, like Xfinity XFi. Get fast speeds, even when everyone is online. Working to make Wi-Fi simple, easy, awesome. More at Xfinity.com. Restrictions apply. You have, you have choices. The alarm you choose, maybe you uh, pick a song. But what is the most perfect sound for actually waking you up in the morning? Philip Colvin may have found it. He works at the Holiday Inn Resort in Panama City Beach, which is full of 2,000 college kids on spring break. These are the hardest to wake up people in the world. So here's what Philip does. Every day at 11, he points a huge sound system at the balconies of the hotel and at full volume. So, Philip, playing Circle of Life, this was your idea. And, of course, we're hearing it now, but um, do you just want to sing a few bars so we get a sense for what appealed to you about the song? <laughs> I'm not going to sing it, but it's, it, it basically came about because we knew that uh, the ones that were staying with us in 2012, that movie would have been one of the first Disney movies that they'd ever seen. Yeah. But it, it, was this, it was just an incredible response. They all loved it. And uh, from that day forward, we've had to do it every single morning. I wonder if anyone, Philip, when they, if they've had maybe a little too much fun the night before and they wake up and they, and they do feel like they're dead, if then they feel like that circle has been completed then. <laughs> well, uh, I'm sure some of them probably cover their ears with their pillows and, and pretend like they, they have completed the circle. But uh, usually the way it happens is most spring breakers check in on a Saturday. So Sunday morning is the first time they really hear it. And on uh, Sunday morning, the balconies are usually fairly empty when we start the music. The kids don't realize that they're supposed to be out there for anything or that anything special is going to happen or anything else. And then uh, when that first beat hits, all of a sudden you'll, you'll see uh, a whole bunch of doors just fly open and everybody comes rushing out to see what in the world's going on. <laughs> the funny thing that I've, I've never quite understood is that uh, somehow it inspires patriotism. Because uh, <laughs> invariably, several times a week, the, um, when the song ends, they start chanting USA, USA. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'm like, okay, I guess it's patriotic. When you're, uh, you know, when you're not at work, when you're out in the world and you hear Circle of Life, what, what do you think about? <laughs> well, um, obviously I think about all the experiences I've had here at the resort watching these kids. And it's all good. It's all, it's, you know... Spring Break gets a lot of negative publicity for a lot of reasons, and and uh, it's just a point in the day when it's when everything seems right with what's going on. So yeah. All right, last chance. Can you just do the just the very first part of the song? No, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> no. Well, thanks so much Sorry. for talking to us about this, Philip. <laughs> no problem. Hey, thanks for listening to How to Do Everything. Maybe you're tired of this show and want to listen to a different podcast. Well, we have one. It would be nice if you at least made it to the end of this episode before moving on. But if you do, uh, why not try Ask Me Another? It's got uh, word games, puzzles, trivia of all sorts, the music of Jonathan Colton. Everybody loves that guy. 
Uh, if you can do the puzzles faster than the people you hear doing the puzzles, that means you're better than them. Find Ask Me Another at npr.org slash podcasts. If you've celebrated a birthday lately, you know that there's only a few things that everybody does at every birthday. There's uh, the birthday song. You have maybe uh, the birthday candles. The the slap fight. But there are other options. Online with us now is Pippa. It is Pippa's birthday. Uh, Pippa, can you tell us your story? Oh, yeah. So um, basically, uh, I am from Kenya, and uh, I came to boarding school in England uh, when I was 13. And um, it was my first birthday in England, and I was given a birthday cake by all my friends. And as I went to cut it, I went, oh, so should we all scream the devil? And they all looked at me like I was an absolutely insane person who was had a knife and was saying the word devil. Um, <laughs> not a good combo. <laughs> you said scream the devil? Yes, you scream the devil when you cut the cake. So basically, as, you, as the knife goes through the sponge, everyone in... Uh, in all your friends, all scream as loud as they can at the top of their voices. Ah, like that. Wow. Scream away the devil. <laughs> and are you are you really going all out to, yeah, to scare the like, devil well, away? You tell young children to scream the devil away at the top of their voices. You go as as hard as you can. <laughs> That's a totally normal thing to do in Kenya. Uh, and I never ever questioned it when my mum told me every birthday, "Okay, kids, time to scream the devil." I was like, "Yeah, cool." So when and you... then I came to England, and it wasn't. <laughs> it was blank stairs, and it was awkward. And uh, so instead, I, I just cut the cake. And, and, in... and I was very disappointed that <laughs> that tradition was over for me in my life. Well, it, does, it seems a shame that even though you're no longer in, in Kenya, that you have to leave that tradition behind. How about we, exactly. how about we do it with you now? <laughs> in my office? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I may lose my job, but I'll pretend. Hey, it's your birthday. You have a great it is excuse. It's my birthday. I don't have a cake though, so what am I screaming the devil away from? My laptop. We'll we'll eat a pop tart, so we'll have we'll have okay. we'll have it. You're here. gonna cut through the pop tart. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. If you're in a horror film, okay, and there's someone, you know, that sort of scream. Okay. Well, you sh- you show us how it's done. So you. you I can't. We're gonna. We'll yeah. we'll be there. We're gonna scream as loud as we can. Okay. Quick pause here. So we are about to do this with Pippa. Uh, you should do it with us. Why not? When else are you going to have an excuse to just scream for no reason? May- without being attacked. So so no matter where you are, scream at the top of your lungs. It's This is what Pippa wants. All right, so we're going to count it <laughs> Okay. Off. Ready? Three, yep. two, one. <laughs> That's it. That's amazing. Well done. Happy and birthday. Wasn't that fun? Wasn't that really fun? It was great. Yeah. See? It's the best birthday tradition. None of this make-a-wish malarkey. We are almost at the end of March Madness, and one of the best parts of uh, watching basketball is uh, when someone is shooting a free throw and all the fans behind the basket are doing everything in their power to distract them. But does this actually work? No. Students at Arizona State University say it does. They've created something they call the curtain of distraction. And according to the students, it causes at least two to three missed free throws a game. So just imagine you're trying to shoot a free throw and you see behind the basket, uh, among all the screaming people, there is a curtain as if there was a stage there. 
and you're 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 getting ready to shoot and you're wondering what's behind that curtain what is behind the curtain and then just as you're about to shoot the curtain opens and it's always something different ryan deidert is one of the asu students behind the curtain so ryan what's behind there we have um something called the richard simmons twins um who kind of do like these workouts as a free throw shooter is throwing um we have a guy in a kayak um, that's held by two people. We have the unicorns who had this unicorn love story, and they got married, and now one of them is pregnant. So it's kind of cliffhanger onto the next season. Wow. So I'm curious about what it's actually like in the mind of the player who has to shoot this free throw and has all this craziness in front of him. On the line with us now is Jason Smith. He plays for the New York Knicks and is an 82% free throw shooter. So, Jason, have you ever actually been distracted while taking a shot? I would have to say yes. Um, there's been, obviously, there's some, there's that one person in the crowd or something like that when the, the crowd is super quiet. If you're a professional player, if you play at the collegiate level or any any level for that matter, and it's a really loud arena and you can't really depict one person from all the others, then that's not too bad. But if you have one person heckling you and the rest of the crowd is just listening to that one person, your your mind is really focused on making that free throw, but that one person is definitely trying to echo in your head, miss the free throw. So it's it's tough to block everybody out, but there is that occasional one person at one game on the road that always decides to try and get in your head. And you can't let it happen, but sometimes it does. Has there ever been a time that sticks out in your mind that you remember, like a specific instance? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I'd have to say the Clippers. Uh, just because being out in L.A., before the Clippers were the actual Showtime, yeah. Lob City, everything like that, they had almost nobody show up to their games. So there was this one diehard fan, super fan. He is a gentleman who who wore a suit that was half blue and half red. And all he did was scream at every opposing player the entire game. Okay, we actually found the guy that Jason is talking about. Uh, he's called Clipper Daryl. U-G-L-Y, you ain't got no alibi, you ugly. Hey, hey, you ugly. So when I, when I, once I do the chant, the whole, the, my whole section, actually the crowd gets involved in it too. Everybody go, you and ugly. I, I, for the life of me, I just tried to tune him out as much as possible. But like I said, there was no crowd noise whatsoever besides this one guy. You know, I try to get I try to get in them guys' heads, man. You know, miss that free throw. You know, like like with him, I think I said, uh, "Excuse me, excuse me," and uh, I forgot what his number was. But uh, I said, uh, "Who are you?" <laughs> and I I can I bet you if you asked any other NBA player, you would know who that one guy is for the Clippers because we <laughs> all know that he wears the half blue and half red suit, and he just yells the most obscene things. <laughs> and, and most of the time, it's not anything cruel or anything like that, but it, it kind of makes you laugh or chuckle. Uh-huh. But the moment that you laugh or chuckle, he's in your head. <laughs> so you're definitely listening to him. It's a half-red, half-blue suit. Um, it's split right down the middle. It has a Clippers logo. It's a, it's a three-piece suit, so it has a, you know the pants, the vest, and the coat. Uh, the tie is split down the middle. Everything on me is split down the middle, even my shoes. So where, where do you get a suit like that? What happened is I went downtown and bought two suits. And I bought two suits, two shirts, two uh, two ties, and I took it to the tailor. And 
And I told him to cut them in half and put them together. He said, man, are you kidding me? <laughs> and I said, yeah, that's what I want you to do. I want you to cut them in half. Because I bought a size too big. So when they when they seam them together, it'll fit right. It'll fit perfect. Yeah. And that's what I did. All right, so, Daryl, let's imagine this then. It's the playoffs. You've got your Clippers. They're up against, you know, one of the best teams in the league. Say it's uh, Oklahoma City, and it's mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook. He's a fantastic player. What do you do to throw that guy off his game? Yo, Russell, you're weak, you're no good, and you can't be traded. And by the way, U-G-L-Y, you ain't got no alibi, you ugly. <laughs> you ugly. <laughs> Our sponsor this week is the over 71,000 CFP professionals who want you to know how to find a financial planner. Just about anyone can call themselves a financial planner without any sort of training, education, or background in financial planning. Let's try it. Mike, are you a financial planner? Yes. Me too. That's why our CFP professionals want to make sure you're working with a certified financial planner professional. CFP pros are thoroughly vetted to uphold the highest standard in education and experience and are required to put your interests above their own. To find your CFP pro, simply visit letsmakeaplan.org. You know, going to the post office takes a valuable time and makes you stand in long lines. And leasing a postage meter is too expensive. With Stamps.com, you can buy and print official U.S. postage for all your letters and packages using just your computer and printer. For a no-risk trial and bonus offer for How to Do Everything listeners, go to Stamps.com today. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in everything. That's Stamps.com. Enter everything. We heard from Max... Max says he listens to How to Do Everything while riding the school bus in the morning. Max, these next 15 seconds are for you. Morning has broken Max, I hope you're having a great day. And I hope that uh, that day has started by you not getting that seat that is over the wheel where you have less foot room. The hump. Because let's be honest, you're already on the bus and the bus smells like a bus. Once you're out of school, Max, you're never going to smell that again. Actually, there's a lot about the bus that you, you never experience again. That the, Whatever fabric those seats are. The green fabric? Later in life, uh, you'll find that the windows you attempt to open will go all the way down. They won't stop at halfway. You won't pinch your fingers trying to open them. Cherish this moment, Max. Cherish it. Sweet the rains. Well, that does it for this week's show. What'd you learn, Ian? I learned that in in Kenya, when you cut a birthday cake, everyone screams. Do you think that they're screaming out of respect for the cake? That they're screaming the scream that the cake can't scream as someone's slicing through it with a knife? I feel like that would be the thing to stop my sweet tooth, is if the baked goods that I loved so much, if I could hear their, their cries as I bit into them. Yeah, as you dipped a chocolate chip cookie into a thing of milk and you could hear why did I have to be so delicious I can't swim so you may remember we're having a get together and we would love you to come we would love you to join us at uh, this this party it will be at the hideout in Chicago Wednesday April 8th that's next week uh, at 6pm Six to nine at the hideout uh, on Wabansia Avenue here in Chicago. Everyone's going to be there. 
Uh, Dominic, who listens to our show and told us it's his birthday, it's going to be his birthday. I'm going to cut into something, and I'm going to scream, and I hope you will also scream. That's Wednesday, April 8th at The Hideout. It's free. How to Do Everything is produced by Jillian Donovan with technical direction from Lorna White. Our intern this week is Vicky's Baby in Amsterdam. Good job, Vicky's Baby. You're one of the top babies. You're actually really far away for an intern. And you have no motor control. This is actually not a... We got to rethink this. Great recommendations, though. Get us your questions at howto at npr.org. Our website is howtodoeverything.org. I'm Ian. And I'm Mike. Thanks. Thanks. Support for this NPR podcast comes from Nature's Way, maker of Sambucus, drug-free supplements made from the elderberries that are only grown at the perfect altitude and hand-picked at their peak. It's part of their commitment to let traditional wisdom lead the way. Learn more at naturesway.com.